Movie Bar Podcast. Enjoy the show. Hello, and welcome back to the Movie Bar Podcast, the average movie podcast for average movie fans by average movie fans. I am your host, John, and I am here with my co-hosts, Kyle. Hello. And Justin. Hello. Well, the bar is now open. Welcome to episode 25, a milestone 25 episodes, and not even a concussion could stop me today. And today is October 3rd, 2022. Technology almost did. (laughs) Yeah, it did. (laughs) All right, a little bit of housekeeping. Um, Let's review episode four of the 101 scariest horror movie moments from Shudder this week, from last week, I mean. Okay. Um, I don't remember, like, any of the moments. I watched... No, I, I did watch. I did watch, but I don't remember the moments. Well, all right, I remember one of them. In the Quiet Place, 2018, that was 62. That was the first scene with the kid, and they were they were shocked that the kid dies, and they said that would never happen back in the day. But um, that is quite a good scene. That's the scene and, with uh, the, the the rocket. Yeah, when the kid that makes it, yeah. it. Yeah, and John Krasinski's like running after him, and then the monster just swoops him up. Um, 61 was Autopsy of Jane Doe, which came out in 2016. I think this one was when they cut her open and there's like hieroglyphics on the inside, right? I think the whole autopsy scene was the scary moment because of all well, the that's, crazy that's shit like that happens. Movie. That's the yeah. whole movie. I have seen this. Um, oh, wow. Yes. I barely remember it, though. But at 60, we had Phantasm. 1979. Um, I think this one was more like the guy kind of. Yeah. Kind of scary. Yeah. Yeah. That that movie seems more like it'd just be the crazy old guy. Yeah. I haven't have I haven't seen this, but I know there's like seven of them. There are a lot. Yeah. Uh, 59. We have Jew on the Grudge. So, um, I believe this one was when they're in the elevator. And they're, like, going down, and the face keeps repeating. I think that was the moment. Oh, yeah, when every time it hit the floor window. Yeah. The the kid was, yeah. 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 Um, 58, When a Stranger Calls, 1979. Um, I don't know. I I think when he calls, maybe. Oh, no. It's it's when uh, he says um, the call's coming from inside the house. Oh, yes, yes. Um, uh, yeah, I think I actually remember watching it and the way they presented it made me, there, I never there, this movie, but. There was a remake in like 2002. Yeah. Yeah. Um, 57, we had Black Christmas, 1974. Was this when he calls? Was that I don't remember, I don't remember what the moment was for Black Christmas. Yeah. Well, 56 was Jacob's Ladder, 1990, um. I don't remember the moment for this either. We gotta start writing these down as we watch it. Yeah, I don't. I I don't remember like any of the second half ones. Maybe I only watched half of the episode. I know I watched up. Wait, no, no. All right, I do remember Threads was uh, yeah, nineteen eighty four. It's like a mini series. It was like a British yeah. one about like nuclear warfare or something. Mm-hmm. I feel like this one they kind of was one of the ones where they're just like the whole thing's scary because yeah. it's yeah. 
54 was The Howling. Um, 53 was Gerald's Game. That, I re- I re- that one was when she um, has to cut the skin off of her hand to get out of the yeah. handcuffs. Oh, yeah. I really want to watch that movie. And then, I, then um, that's a good movie. Yeah, it's a good movie. I like that movie. Yeah, I'd, I'd I'd always known like of Gerald's Game, but I never knew what it was about. But now that I know what it's about, that sounds like a very interesting movie. Let me ask you this: Do you think I've seen that movie? No. You guys don't know me at all. Of course, I've seen that movie. <laughs> I'm just gonna leave it at that. I know, yeah. I know why. <laughs> okay. Because right, um, it's got Cusino tied to a bed, that's why. Oh. <laughs> well, <laughs> moving on to Catherine Bates, uh, Misery, 1990. James Kahn tied to a bed. Um, I think he Also, why John seen that one? Yeah. That scene was when she breaks his ankle, I think. Yeah. No. Yeah. Yeah. No, it must yeah. Be. It must be. Yeah. Uh, 51 was Frankenstein and 31. I have no idea. Um, and then 50 was Nightmare on Elm Street, the original 1984. I believe it's the, when, like the hallway scene, kind of. Yeah, I can't remember. I, by the time it gets to the last, like, three or four, I kind of, like... He's asleep. I yeah, check out. Yeah. But I make sure the list is there. But So we're getting there. We only got, like, four more episodes. Yeah, yeah, four more episodes. To, no. Four, 51 more. It's 101, Justin. They're at 50 there, guy. And 49 more there, guy. Okay, 49. Once again... <laughs> Dedham Public Schools, thank you. <laughs> so, in other housekeeping, the Shutter secret screening or showing ended up being Dario Argento's Dark Glasses. I lasted about five minutes into that. Once I saw there were subtitles, I checked out. John, don't read no movies. Nope. Because <laughs> then John can't focus on the movie. So. John, read too slow. Also a problem, because they go by so fast. <laughs> Throw in a few foreign names, and he's screwed. <laughs> foreign names? How about regular names? <laughs> I, I mean, you, he, you you did nail Dario Argento, so... He's heard that name too. a lot. Because I've heard that name a lot. Yeah. They talk about it on the movie crypt, so, of course. All right. Upcoming movie releases in theaters. Kyle, what you got? Okay, so it's uh, not... The most exciting week. We have Amsterdam, <laughs> which is David O. Russell, who's, I don't know, I don't think he's that great of a director, but he's, he always gets crazy casts, so it's Christian Bale, John David Washington, Margot Robbie are the main three, but there's like a million people in this. Taylor Swift's in it for some reason, but set in the 30s, it follows three friends who witness a murder, become suspects themselves, and uncover one of the most outrageous plots in American history. I don't know, I'm probably not going to watch this, but... So, I, it sounds interesting, though. The cast sounds yeah. interesting. Yeah. I don't know. Most of his movies, to me, sound interesting, and I watch it, and they're just kind of long and boring, and just yeah. you know, nothing really happens. Yeah, I mean, I like the ensemble comedy action type ones, like yeah. Knives Out and stuff like that. But Yeah. 
the ones that are serious thinkers are kind of like, eh, you're just reaching. Yeah. And the cast is good, but um, we also have Lyle, Lyle, Crocodile. Um, when the Prim family moves to New York City, their young son, Josh, struggles to adapt to his new school and friends. All of that changes when he discovers Lyle, a singing crocodile that loves baths, caviar, and great music. <laughs> the two become fast friends, but when evil neighbor Mr. Grumps threatens Lyle's existence, the Prims must band together to show the world that family can come from the most unexpected places. Um, yeah. <laughs> that's, on, that's on Hunter's watch list. He wants to see this. Yeah. He wants to see the crocodile movie. I'm sure I'll see it. Probably won't, unfortunately. Yeah, right. He's you going don't to have the. kids yet. <laughs> Sanction and evil, um, decorated war hero Reginald Barnes gets dishonorably discharged when a soldier under his command goes rogue. His life is given new purpose when an ambitious politician recruits him for a special assignment. As the mission unfolds, Barnes starts to walk a fine line between covert military operations on civilian soil and unsanctioned retribution towards an underground criminal element, all while being tracked by an FBI agent. Once again, giving them veterans a bad rap. Just saying. Is this uh, Bruce Willis' last movie? I believe it is. Wait, really? I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> oh, I, I had no idea. I was just guessing. but uh, It could be. It sounds like something he'd be in. Yeah. <clears throat> and then we have Bromates. When best friends Jonesy and Sid both break up with their girlfriends, they decide to move in together in a misguided attempt to help each other out get to help each other get through this tough time alongside their pals Angry Mike and Runaway Dave. Things move quickly from heartbreak to hilarity to life and potentially death. That sounds like our life story, Justin. No, that sounds terrible. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I thought I thought it was that the Bros movie when when I when I just looked at it, but I'm I'm not myself tonight. All right, there you go. Your upcoming movies coming to theaters. So now, coming to Blu-ray on October fourth, tomorrow or today. Yeah. Tomorrow. Watch your start now. <laughs> today to those listening. Yes. So, all right, Kyle, since you seem to want to talk some more, go ahead. Army of Darkness, again, in 4K, which I am getting tomorrow. I'm very excited. You're going to be one of those people standing out of Best Buy at, like, 9.30, waiting to get in? Oh, no, no. I bought it on Amazon, like, two months ago. They waiting for me when I get home. Yeah, that's what you think. It'll show up, like, four days from now. The other one was early. The Evil Dead 2013 one was early, so... Never I had an order from it, a, it, what I had an order from Amazon ship. Give me a, a delivery date of Thursday, and then Thursday afternoon says it was canceled because of low stock on uh, not in stock. Well, besides Army of Darkness coming to 4K, you have the original Fright Night coming to 4K. 1968's Night of the Living Dead is coming to 4K. The Halloween 4K collection. Have you guys heard about the, the drama behind this? This no. Halloween 4K? No. 
So mm-hmm. apparently it's just movies. It's four movies the, from like 2005 to whenever. Walmart put it on sale for twenty two ninety nine. And people ordered it because everywhere else it was like ninety-seven dollars. Mm-hmm. And then, when, when you're in the Facebook group, like for horror movies Sorry, or whatever, I don't know. Shh, Alexa, shush, shush. Uh, people started complaining that the order was canceled, getting canceled, getting canceled. I've seen one person that said that it, it was actually going to be delivered. Tomorrow or Thursday, but why? If you have the the other collection, why buy? Oh, I guess 4K. Never mind. But also, Bram Stoker's Dracula is coming to 4K. Scream Two is coming to 4K. DC League of Super Pets is coming to 4K and Blu-ray. Catch me as you catch me if you can is coming to Blu-ray. Uh, Watcher is coming to Blu-ray. The Paper, the Michael Keaton movie, is coming to the Retro VHS collection. On Blu-ray, which is the, those, they have slip covers that look like VHS tapes with the tape pulled out a little bit. It's pretty cool. Um, the Replacement Killers is coming to the Retro VHS Blu-ray collection. The Cure. Uh, Airplane is being remastered and coming back out on Blu-ray. Shadowlands is also a Retro VHS Blu-ray. And They Crawl Beneath and Into the Deep are coming to Blu-ray. Mm-hmm. I think the only one I'm going to end up picking up is League of Super Pets in the paper. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Maybe Watcher. Watcher. Mm-hmm. Watcher's what? great. What, Super Pets? Yeah. That was pretty terrible. It's not for me. You know who it's mm-hmm. for. I know. I'm just saying. All right. New to streaming right. this week. All right, we've got Terrifier Two coming to Screenbox on ten six. Eraser Reborn will be coming to HBO Max on the fifth. Deadstream will be on Shutter on the sixth. Mister Harrigan's Phone will be on Netflix on the fifth. Luckiest Girl Alive Netflix on the seventh. All 25 James Bond films, Amazon Prime on the 5th. That's that's a pretty good get. Uh, Hocus Pocus 2, Disney Plus, just came out. The 30th here over the weekend. And Beast on Peacock, 10-7. Uh, unpopular opinion. Could care less about Hocus Pocus 2 because the first one was crap. <laughs> I don't think I've made it through the first one. No. Everybody's so hopped up about it. It's such a terrible movie. But I am looking forward to Terrifier 2 and Mr. Harrigan's phone. Deadstream looks pretty fun, too. I think yeah. it be pretty crazy. Justin, you can have a... What? I don't know. All right. <laughs> <laughs> Movies we've watched. Kyle, why don't you start us off? <laughs> I, I watched The Empty Man, and that's it. It was a TV that's... week, not a movie week. So, uh, All right, Justin, what did you watch? Well, so as mentioned already, I watched the DC Super Pets there, and uh, I was not impressed. Um, I mean is just trying too hard to appeal across the board. Normally, 
those movies have, you know, something for the adults and something for the kids, and but I don't know. That one just didn't have it for me. Uh, then I unfortunately made the mistake of also watching The Monsters. I expected that to have something for me. Nope, that was crap. Uh, <laughs> and then I watched The Empty Man. Surprisingly enough, the best movie I watched all week. <laughs> well, and I'm not insulting The Empty Man because it really was a good movie, and we'll get to that. But so I've had a busy week. Um, I watched Revenge. It's on Shutter. Very, very bloody movie, but very good. I watched 9-11 minute by minute where they break down the entire morning of 9-11. It's a documentary, I believe, on Amazon Prime, which then led me to The Man in a Red Bandana, which is about um, Wells Crothers. He was one of the people inside the Trade Center. He's actually a BC graduate, and he was known – he helped rescue people while wearing – his trademark red bandana. So every year BC does a red bandana game and it happens to fall this weekend. Um, but interesting documentaries. I watched Parkland inside building 12 where they break down the Parkland school shooting. Um, then I watched scary movie, the Poughkeepsie, Poughkeepsie tapes. That movie was fucking twisted. I don't know. That movie kind of sucks. I mean, it wasn't the best, but I thought it was better than the monsters. More fucked up than it was. Like my friend was hyping it up to me, like, "Oh, it's so fucked up," and like it is, but like I don't know, it was alright. Then I came across this movie, Home Invasion. I'm going to talk about that in a little bit. Um, I also watched the monsters, and much like Justin, it was not what I was expecting from a Rob Zombie movie, but. He told his story of the monsters, so I also watched Friday the 13th. That was the Slumber Party Massacre from the movie crypt movie this this month. So they do like a fan commentary during the movie, but that completely went off the rails. Um, I watched Maniac, the remake of The Town That Dreaded Sundown. I think that's two movies we have to cover, the original and the remake of The Town That Dreaded Sundown. Um, I watched Scorned, which is about a lady that finds out her boyfriend's cheating on her with her best friend, and she fucks some shit up. I watched uh, Fangoria Presents Inhuman Resources. That was all right. I think we watched that together, Justin, years ago. And Saturday night, my father put the movie Delta Farce on, so we were watching that while we had dinner. 3,000 fucking movies, and he chooses Delta Farce. The fact that I've probably seen that movie 20 times for that same reason. Yeah, he's... I don't know. And then he put on the Munsters. Mongo likes. Yeah, then he put on the Munsters. I was like, oh, is this the story when you met Mom? (laughs) Anyways. All right, picks of the week. Justin, start us off. All right, I'm going with a true, true... Halloween family classic. We've got the Adams family. What a man claiming to be Fester, the missing brother of Gomez Adams, arrives at the Adams home 
The family is thrilled. However, Morticia begins to suspect the man is a fraud, since he cannot recall details of Fester's life. With the help of lawyer Tully Alford, Fester manages to get the Adams clan evicted from their home. Gomez realizes the two men are conspiring to swindle the Adams fortune and that he must challenge Fester. Got a great cast starring Christopher Lloyd, Raul Julia, Angelica Houston, Dan Hadaya. Great movie. True family classic to get Halloween rolling. How can All right. I that movie? All right, Kyle, you know what the question is. Yes, I have. Okay. <laughs> but it was like six months ago for the first time. Oh, dear God. <laughs> have you seen have Adam's Family Values? Oh, my God. That, that, <laughs> I, that's the one I, I actually watched some of that this week, but that's what led me to this one. But, uh, uh. <laughs> All right, Kyle, what is your pick of the week? Well, all right, I didn't because I didn't really watch any movies this week, but I watched the show called Brand New Cherry Flavor. It's on Netflix, and it's about a filmmaker that heads to Hollywood in the early '90s to make her movie, but tumbles down a hallucinatory rabbit hole of sex, magic, revenge, and kittens. Um, program creators are Leorn Zion and Nick Ant Antoska Antoska. Writers are Lenore Zion, Todd Grimson, Nick Antoska, Haley Z. Boston, <laughs> um, Matthew oh. Ross Fennell, and then probably some more. And stars if there Rosa was doubt Salazar. that they're brothers, there you go. <laughs> <laughs> um, starring Rosa Zalazar, uh, Eric Lang. <laughs> All right, now, now I'm in my head about it. Um, Catherine Keener and uh, Jeff Ward. But it's super, like, I've never seen anything like this. It has some of the grossest gore stuff I've ever seen. And it's just, like, everything. It's very unique. And, like, it's a lot of stuff I haven't seen done in other horror movies. Like, just the kittens part. Like, you think that's just, like, a quirky thing that happens. But it's a huge part of the plot. And, like, it's gross. It's disgusting. Very gross show. But it's great. Good story. I highly recommend. It's, like, eight episodes on Netflix. Limited series. But great horror comedy a little bit of everything but yeah well my pick of the week is home invasion when a wealthy woman and her stepson are targeted by a trio of expert thieves in their remote mansion her only form of help comes from a call from with a security systems specialist um panic room no home invasion <laughs> So, Cell? Ba- <laughs> so basically, these three criminals show up at her at this house during a storm. They fuck the bridge up to the peninsula and all that, and she's able to get in touch with the security systems person, and he helps guide her potentially to freedom. But it was directed by David Tennant, starring Natasha Henstridge. Scott Akins, Kara Zagowski, Michael Rogers, and Jason Patrick. When I came across it, I was like, okay, this looks good. Let me check it out. So then I watched it, and I was blown away. Like, it was actually, it's something that you would think would be like a one of those crappy B-movies. But check it out. All right, time for the news. 
Um, so somehow Ryan Reynolds got Hugh Jackman back to play Wolverine one more time in Deadpool 3. Who knows if this is actually the last time. It seems like he keeps saying that as he said it for Logan back in 2017. But um, it's the third installment of the Deadpool franchise. It'll be in the MCU. But I know there was like a leak a while ago when the the original script of Deadpool 3 was um, Deadpool and Wolverine kind of going around on a road trip killing the Fox Marvel Universe based off the Deadpool kills the Marvel Universe comics. So might be a variation of that. But it'll come out September 6, 2024. So this- still about two years out. This is important news. This is great. This is wonderful. This yeah. rejuvenated my interest in the MCU single-handedly. Yeah. I mean, it, because the last few movies have kind of sucked. I mean, I, I just finished Moon Knight the other day. and It was, it was good, but it's yeah. there hasn't been anything exciting to look forward to. And then that announcement, you know, to see them interact as Wolverine and Deadpool on screen... Yeah. I don't care how they do it, you know, uh, the story or whatever. It's it's that alone will be worth the price of admission. Yeah, and you know it's going to make so much money too, because like this, it'll be the highest grossing movie they ever make. Yeah. Did you see the little teaser that they did? Both of them, yes. <laughs> yeah, the the second one when they're sitting on the couch yeah. and talking mm-hmm. and the music's playing. Yes. Yeah. I was sitting at a red light watching. And I heard the music. I was like, what the hell? Is my app playing? But there's also right. speaking of uh, MCU stuff. I don't know if we mentioned it, but there's Werewolf by Night that's coming out. That could be pretty cool. It's um, it's it's gonna be on Disney Plus. It's like a Halloween special, but um, so it's Werewolf by Night and Elsa Bloodstone. So it's all the monster stuff, but it's in black and white because like if it was in color, I think it would have been R. But they made it black and white so that it could kind of pass as PG thirteen. But it pays homage to all the old black and white Dracula, Frankenstein, and all that. But the trailer looks really good. It's got an, it premiered at Fantastic Fest, and it got pretty good reviews. So that could be that could be a good MCU entry. But I think that comes out next week or the week after. So I don't think I've watched any of the Marvel shows. Most of them are pretty bad. Yeah, they haven't been really good. They 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 had potential. We'll see. Yeah, that they did, I mean, but. All right, what's next? All right, so uh, HBO Max has now released its House of Halloween Spotlight page. Um, so basically, it's it's where all their seasonal appropriate films are, their specials, Halloween episodes, and everything. Um, it's a very interactive little setup. It's pretty neat. I was I was exploring it earlier today while I was home. Um, they do have some tarot cards that'll give you a uh, randomly generated movie. Uh, they got The Fool, which will reveal a surprise title related to horror comedies. The Magician, which will give you a surprise title to fantasy magic horror movies. Uh, the Devil, surprise title with demons or possessions. Executioner with uh, slashers. The Lovers will give you a, a romance-related title. And The Creature will obviously give you a creature feature. Um, I kind of went through it. I clicked on them. Apparently, it, re- it refreshes once a week, which is kind of silly. I would think it just, you know, randomly generate one. But um, so, like, I hit, like, the magician one, and it gave me some anime thing. And I was like, nope, I'm out. <laughs> so, 
But, I mean, they got a lot of good stuff on there. It's worth checking out. You know, like Young Frankenstein and some good classic movies in there and some standard horror ones, some newer ones. And my favorite is seeing the scary, but not too scary section and have, like, M. Night Shyamalan's movies in there, so. <laughs> um, so Sam Raimi's next film will be a remake of the 1978 horror movie Magic. Um, the original starred Anthony Hopkins and was directed by Richard Attenborough. Um, I haven't even seen or heard of this one, but um, it's, it's pretty beloved, and it's, it's about an evil doll, so it's one of the earlier evil doll movies um, for Chucky and all that. That so sounds like it's be the original evil doll if it was 1978. Yeah, so it'll be interesting to see how they remake that and make, with all the evil dolls around, how they make this one unique. But, I mean, I, I trust Sam Raimi, and I think... The crazy evil dolls in good hands with him. Have you seen or heard of this movie, Justin? No, I have not. I've heard of it. Because years ago on the movie crypt they did, they used to do Guilty Sequel, where they'd take like a random movie that they like and try to, or the guests would like, and they'd try to make a sequel out of it. Like, they have five minutes to pitch a sequel to it. Like, they had Dave Bautista as the friggin' puppet in the sequel. So, but, uh, yeah. I love his acting range. Yeah. <laughs> well, he's got that new movie coming out, isn't it? M. Night Shyamalan? Yeah. They did some weird thing where they showed, like, a cabin. I forget what it's called. Escape the Cabin or something. It's called The Knock at the Cabin. Yeah, that's it. Yeah, it's uh, it's based on a book, though called a cabin at the end of the world so it's like apocalyptic ap- apocalyptic or something M. Night how, it'll be crap how is it when I'm concussed I can pronounce names properly and you're fucking up tonight so Richind. yeah well according to Deadline finally Disney character Figment is getting his own movie thanks to Seth Rogen's production company Point Grey with Pokemon Detective Pikachu writers Dan Hernandez and Benji Semit handling the script. No other details. Who's Figment? You don't know who Figment is? No. I know who Figment is only because I went to Disney and I had a little... He, he was on some ride. Journey that's into the about. Imagination. How do you not that's know who the fuck Figment is? All right, let me search this up. No, I got it right here. Stupid purple dragon thing. You can't see that screen on that. Yeah, screen. okay. Oh, from um, Journey into the Imagination. He's never been featured in a movie, but he's one of the most beloved Disney Park characters. Oh, I, I guess I do know this dragon. He's my favorite character. It's about time. Get some respect. All right, what did I just do? All right, so that concludes the news. Light week this week. There really wasn't much going on in the news world. But um, a lot of discussion about Halloween ends and Terrify being two hours plus. But uh, let's get on to our main topic, the Empty Man. On the trail of a missing girl, an ex-cop comes across a secretive group attempting to summon 
summoned a terrifying supernatural entity. Originally released October 23rd, 2020, directed by David Pryor. He has done a lot in the film industry, but only notable directing gig is an episode of the upcoming Cabinet of Curiosities by Guillermo del Toro. Guillermo. Um, it has a rotten tomato scores for critics at 77%, for audiences 39%, audiences. IMDB score of 6.2 out of 10, and a letterbox score of 3.2. Ah, the cast we have Marin Ireland as Nora Quayle, Stephen Root as Arthur Parsons, Ron Canada, Canada as Detective Villiers, Robert Aramayo as Garrett, Joel Courtney as Brandon Mybaum, Sasha Frolova as Amanda Quayle, Evan Jonikate as Greg, Virginia Cull as Ruthie, Samantha Logan as Devara Walsh, Jessica Matten as Fiona, Phoebe Nichols as Nurse Allerton, Aaron Poole as Paul, and Owen Teague as Duncan West. Um, so I pulled some questions just to kind of talk about, uh, I want to talk about like the setting kind of, and what you guys thought of the beginning and like the mountains and all that. Um, and then how it goes to like the town. So this, this movie was, it was good. I loved it. Start to finish. Um, it had a, a really well-built origin story there at the beginning. Mm-hmm. Um, they took their time with it. They built it right. Yeah. I mean, at the beginning, I mean, I was sitting there thinking, all right, this is the beginning of a horror movie. You know, what's going to happen? Somebody's head going to pop off or what's going on? I was just kind of sitting there waiting for it to happen. But, I mean, you know, the, the way they had them, you know, fall in there. And I, I it was great. Uh, yeah. I think the beginning was great. Yeah, no, I agree. And I, just like that, the skeleton thing in there is just so cool. For something that sits there and doesn't move, like... I think yeah, the, like I mean, the sound effects they did with it were really creepy. But yeah, yeah, that, I kind of wish that my rear speakers worked a little bit better. <laughs> yeah, I actually I watched the movie. My TV was messing it up, so everything looked like kind of squished and stretched in a weird way. And I didn't fix it until like halfway through, but I thought they just like filmed it that way. So I was getting kind of annoyed, <laughs> and then I figured out that it was my TV just being weird. But I mean. The setting with the snow, then just to go to the town. Yeah. Like, it definitely built up the story. Yeah. And for a 20-minute opening scene, mm-hmm. I think it definitely laid the groundwork for what was coming. Yeah. Especially with when they're crossing that bridge. Mm-hmm. You know, because mm-hmm. that becomes an integral part of the movie later on. Yeah. I, so... I- I think the bridge too, like the main bridge in the town was pretty cool. Um, yeah. I, I just, the way they did it was really creepy. And like, I liked when they first pick up the bottle and like the empty man's kind of on the other side of it. Um, I thought that was really well done. No, it, it was, it was really good. I mean, it, uh, <clears throat> I mean, they, they built it up, you know, they kind of left you guessing, you know, they, they showed you it. In the beginning, they gave you this really cool, mm-hmm. you know, couple murders, but it wasn't obvious what was going to happen. Yeah. Um, and then just cutting into the town and, and letting the story build, 
you know, as a rumor and mm-hmm. moving on. And then, you know, you see little snippets of, oh, okay, yeah, no, it's true, it's true, it's true. And then the guy's questioning his sanity there. So, I mean, yeah. it's it, it was well-built, well-developed, and the payoff was great. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and what about, like, the effects for the Empty Man and, like, how it looked and all that? It was cool. I wish um, at the end when, you know, he kind of made his big reveal there, they should have kept him to the skeleton, to the bones. Yeah. I wanted to see that thing moving around. I mean, the the, the whole shroud and all that, I mean, it, it it's reminiscent of, you know, the Grim Reaper and all that, but mm-hmm. I don't know where the tentacles and all that crap came from. Okay. Yeah, that, that kind of that, that kind of threw me off when when he was. Yeah. Oh. I mean, there were a few things that that you know when you're when you're watching it and having you know you don't know where everything's going, you're mm-hmm. kind of like, well, what the hell? That doesn't make any sense. Like honestly, yeah. the 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 whole affair subplot, it made no sense. It, it didn't make any sense to me. They were just kind of, you know, they just sprinkle it in there a little bit at a time. But, I mean, at the end, when the whole thing comes full circle, like, it makes sense, but, you know, yeah, during it to follow it. Yeah, yeah, that's why, like, as I was watching it, you know, as the given these little facts, I still had no clue where it was going. Just based off of the synopsis, knowing that it's a cop that finds a satanic cult. And then, like, yeah. the steps that he went through, you know, first at the um, the Institute, and then, you know, then going to that camp, mm-hmm. and then finding the guy in the hospital, like, oh, it was different. I do think that main actor, I forget his name, but he was... Pretty great. I don't know. John didn't list them. <laughs> what, what was his name in the movie? He was the cop, James. Something with an S. <laughs> well, he wasn't. I mean, it makes sense. He wasn't listed. He wasn't real technically. So. <laughs> hey, hey! Spoiler alert. Oh, sorry. You, you didn't spoil it, Kyle. Damn it! Spoiler alert. Um, I did think. I don't know, some of the kills, I feel like James, a lot of, like... James Bridge, James Badge Dale, that was his yeah, name. Okay. Oh, yeah, yeah, he was great. Yeah, he did really good. And the guy, yeah. the, like, the preacher guy, I've seen, I forget his oh, name. Oh, Stephen Root, yes. Yeah. Stephen Root's great. That, that, just that small part, I mean, he just has so much weight, because he's so good at being that snide evil, but is he evil kind of guy? Yeah. All I could think about when I saw him was... Um, icing on the cake. What the hell was his name? Office Space? Uh, not just Office Space, but there was a TV show where he played the father. Somebody, I, th- I think it was Grounded for Life, where he plays the, the girl's father. In the, it was an old Fox show. But no, that's all that's, I kept in. that wasn't him. That wasn't Steven Root. Yeah, he played... The, the wife's father. Richard no, that really... The, um, that's the... Um, uh, the old guy from Victor Crowley. No, he played the... He played um, the the husband's father. Oh. 
Richard Reilly. Oh, okay. And Dodgeball. That was the other one. Dodgeball. Dodgeball. Yeah. L for love. <laughs> um, I did think, like, I don't know, the kills are nothing special. I know it's not, like, it, I, it had a lot going on, but. I disagree on that one only for the chick in the spa. Yes. The girl that would. was a good, solid, out-of-nowhere kill. Oh, yeah. Yeah, when it, like, comes through the steam, that was pretty cool. Where he's, it's holding her up, it's stabbing her, and then they cut to the other scene. No spoilers, but um, that, that was great. Yeah. But spoiler, the scene on the mountain, when the girl pulls the knife. Yeah. Yeah. That caught, that surprised me. I was like, oh, shit. And then, then to kill her I kind of saw that one coming. I didn't see that, you know, the, you know, throwing her off, but, um, I did kind of see that when she blew the bone flute. Yeah. If you're going to be dumb enough to blow a bone flute, you deserve it. And the scene in the hospital when he, sh- when the gunshot goes off, the, the blood splatter on the wall. Oh, yeah, that was great. That was awesome. Yeah. Yeah, that was a good one. I did, uh, I did also think it was a bit too long. I feel like that would be my biggest complaint, but I got a little distracted for maybe twenty minutes of it, but yes, yes, honestly, like it, my I don't know what happened with it, but it kind of buffered halfway through, and mm-hmm. I was like, "Holy crap, I've watched a lot of this already, and I was still really into it, so i i I think it was great, yeah, I and think if me if they it. had shortened the beginning a little bit. And took out some of the, the subplot, like, you know, when uh, he was, like, following the, the the kids to the the building. Like, some of that, I mean, a horror movie should be 90 to 110 minutes. I'm, like, 70, 75 to 90 minutes. And this was, I believe it was two hours and 16 minutes. I don't know. I disagree. I think it kept my attention the whole time. Like, sometimes if if the long movie doesn't grasp me, like, there were certain parts that did grasp me, but the whole movie itself didn't grasp me. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, no, I get that. Yeah, I feel like, for me, it was, like, the be- the beginning, and then lost me for a little bit, like, after that first part, but then I kind of got back into it like halfway through for, for the rest. What did you What did you think of the um, the scene when he goes down the the hole in the bridge and sees stuff hanging? Oh yeah, yeah I was I was surprised by that. I I didn't think they would kill all the kids like immediately. I thought it was kind of slowly the kids get picked. Up. All right, well, <laughs> just fucking with you. But um, Spoiler, yeah, like I, dies. I definitely didn't see that happening. Yeah, the movie like kept reinventing kind of what you thought it was going to be about, and yeah. by the end you're yeah. like, whoa! It, it, it really kind of it, it flipped the script, and and then you know there's a big reveal at the end, and then you realize they were telling you this the whole time. They're yeah. showing it to you. They're giving you little you know snippets of it. I I, I think it was great. And, and like, I do like the um 
Because the whole, like, almost like Slender Man type, like, rumor amongst the kids. I always thought that was cool. Because when I was, like, that age, I was obsessed with all those internet, like... You and I remember once when I was in elementary school, there was, like, a house where if you looked at the window and... I don't know. Those are always fascinating to me. Well, it's one of those things, too, that it's, it's one of those things that, like... It it, it 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 held that throughout and it, it like held itself up like everything they were telling you about you know it didn't contradict itself a couple times you know a lot yeah. of these kind of ones that start with rumor they there's always like you know one thing that happens it's like well that's not supposed to happen based on what you said but none of it really contradicted itself it it it, it kept it neatly wrapped up in a pretty good explanation and yeah they didn't have too many really out there elements to it, you know. I mean, the whole thing's kind of crazy, but what cult isn't? You know. Now, Justin, do you think if we had heard something like this as like a, um urban legend or folktale or whatever, do you think this is something we would have went and tried? Absolutely. That's what I, I was thinking. Try it when, anyway. <laughs> when all the kids were on the bridge and doing like the little, you know, and then I, all I could picture was me and Justin like, hey, let's go try this at like 3 a.m. I'd be fucking doing it, blowing Dixie. <laughs> <laughs> Don't think I have to make a Three Gates movie. Dude, what the fuck? I've been planning that for years. Next week, fucking Three Gates coming to Lionsgate. We, we never died, so... He got he got an accident today. And I like fifteen years ago. (laughs) (laughs) The little delayed. You were supposed to die like that week or something, wasn't it? Or within a year. Remember that time that we first went there? So so a little backstory. So there's an urban legend that that dumb bitch. (laughs) So there's an urban legend in the town of Dedham in Massachusetts that over by the MIT Anthecott House. There's a brick wall that has three gates. And apparently the urban legend is this guy killed his kids and buried a kid under each gate. So if you walk this brick wall, I can't remember the road that it's on. And Hammer if, Road. Yeah. And if if you walk down the Hammer Road and you shake all three gates, you die within a year. But if you just walk it, Either you or you'll witness a car accident. So me and Justin, in the name we don't speak of, went to go find them. But we didn't realize that it was a brick wall. So we're walking down the road that goes to Hammer Street or Road or whatever it is. And we saw three gates. And as soon as we hit the third gate, there was a fucking car accident. A loud one that happened on, um, what's that, 1A? Going towards, yeah. yeah. And we were like, what the fuck? And then we realized it wasn't even the right gates, and we were just fucking, that was just pure luck. So we went one night at like 3 in the morning. We walked there, walked down this road, and every time you'd come to where the street lights shined, it would shut off. Remember that, Justin? Of course. Like, but of course, you know, us being us, we had to shake the gates. And. Still alive. Yeah. But. 
like you said, Kyle, definitely getting the Slender Man vibes from this. Yeah. Like the internet, like the urban legends and all that. But do you guys think that better than think, Slender Man? <laughs> the Baba Duke. Uh, do you guys think this warrants a sequel? I do. Yeah, I think more cult stuff could be cool. But I just don't know if they'll be able to surprise you as much. Yeah, it's kind of tough because, I mean. Yeah. Yeah. This movie is kind of based just, on, like, subverting what you were expecting the whole time. Yeah. But, I mean, the bad guy wins in the end. So it's. Yeah. Spoiler alert. Um, so it's. <laughs> I do kind of want to see where he takes it. Because clearly, the bad guy, the whole movie, had been. You know, he'd either been there, you know, in the background, working his thing. So there's sequel potential there because the only difference is now he's mobile. So, yeah, you know, I think this movie, it um, I think came out like right at the beginning of COVID or something. So I think it was like kind of like went under the radar because of that. Um. Yeah, I had never heard of it until I just happened to read an article about it on my phone. I believe I had seen, like, the little poster on Voodoo or whatever. But, um, I don't believe it's streaming anymore, but you said it it was off of HBO Max, Justin? Yeah. Yeah, I caught an HBO Max, I think, the last night. Which was probably the thirtieth, right? Probably. Uh, yeah. I mean, sure Justin, you can rent it on Amazon and Vudu and all that stuff. But. I'm looking to see if it's streaming anywhere else. Um, it wasn't this morning. It's streaming on Directv, but you can rent it on yeah, Apple TV, Vudu, Redbox, Directv, anywhere you find. Movies, Microsoft. All right. How many mugs are we given the empty man? Actually, no. Do we recommend this movie? Do you recommend this movie to your friends and or family if they watch horror movies? I do. Highly. I do. I think even if they don't watch horror movies, like as long as they like thrillers, they could get into it. Yeah, or they like like the um the think thinking movies like. Yeah, movies that'll make you think. Yeah, I mean, there's not, a, there's, there's no terrible jump scares. No, um, it's yeah. not really all that scary. I mean, it's a little scary because yeah, it, it could happen. But yeah, I mean, it's it a probably good has happened. It's a good thing. thriller. Yeah. All right, Kyle, what do you got for a rating? I'll give it a three point two. I agree with Letterboxed. Justin, what do you got? I think all the critics are crazy. I give that a four. A four. Mm-hmm. I think it's great. I think it's well-rounded, great movie, front to end. Kept me invested. Well, I give it a three point five. It was better than I expected. When I started watching it, they were in the mountains. I didn't know. I was like, "How the hell did they find a satanic cult here?" But. So they just waited 20 minutes. Yes. If you don't want something found, you put it at the top of a mountain. I don't know. Good advice. 
<laughs> in the in the snow. Mm. All right, so that wraps up the empty man. The bar is now closed. In case you didn't notice, we did change our format up a little bit so we could spend a little more time discussing the main topic. But closing the bar. Thank you so much for listening. You can follow us. Stay up to date with the podcast at the Movie Bar Pod on Twitter, at Movie Bar Podcast on Instagram, and at the Movie Bar Podcast on Facebook. And get official Movie Bar shirts at www.bonfire.com slash store slash movie dash bar dash podcast. We are on iTunes, Spotify, Amazon Podcast, Anchor, Google Podcasts, and most places you listen to your podcasts. And be sure to check out our new website, www.moviebarpod.com. Aren't you supposed to say Spotify, Amazon Podcast? Oh, sorry. Join WhatNot using our link at whatnot.com forward slash, uh, yeah, forward slash invite. (laughs) Whatnot.com forward slash invite forward slash the movie bar and get a $15 credit for free to use on a purchase. Thank you for listening. Please let us know what you want to hear from us by contacting us on social media. I've been very active on the social media. Some of the posts people put is funny as hell um or or via email at the movie bar at outlook.com please like review and subscribe to the podcast and we'll see you next week at the movie bar podcast bye bye, bye. <laughs>